Your mother sucks cocks in hell. There are good movies and there are great movies, but this is shitty cinema. And so those are not the kind of movies we watch. Dave, why don't you tell us what we do here? We watch the worst movies that we can find based around some type of theme. And then we try and decide who's the worst friend with what they brought that month. That's me. <laughs> you're you're definitely in the you're, running so far. This clearly. is not a judgment-free zone. Strong. No. Lots of judgments here. I'm Dave. I'm joined by Casey. Yeah. That's the only way we're going to join. No. Unless we're conjoined Wonder Twins. I'm Juice, and I ruined everybody's evening. Dude, I'm so proud of this. Yeah. I'm like a wet couch cushion right now. How about Jay? What are you like right now? I can't introduce myself because I'm trying to down as much yeah. of this scotch as possible. I've noticed. It it's been hovering towards your lips like, bitch. I love you. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't I, talk to me. I'm Jay and I have a problem. We will be talking about Shopaholics Anonymous because this yeah. month is capitalism shop till you drop month. Till you drop. And we are watching movies based around shopping till you are dropping. Shopping. They're, they're usually shopping. pretty awful. Dave, what did we have the pleasure of watching this week? Oh, God. This week was Confessions of a Shopaholic. Is thanks this to pleasure? Juice. I don't like <laughs> pleasure, then. Ostensibly, yes. It's a romantic comedy. Ugh. The scotch is pleasurable. Which it's was neither not. of those things. No, it was neither of those things. No. It was actually kind of a dark movie. I only laughed at the painful parts. So before we get too far into this, Juice, we need an elevator pitch from you. So you're at the Mall of America. <laughs> Why am I there? The largest mall. Because you want to go to anywhere. the same store on you, four different floors. Yeah. In America. <laughs> yeah. You, the largest mall. You know, you've just left the giant arcade that still doesn't have anything worth playing. <laughs> you've maxed out your credit card at Neiman Marcus. And you need to downgrade now to Macy's. That's all the way Ew, down on the first floor. Ew, you're on floor. the third floor. You're disgusting, you piece of fucking poor yeah. trash. You have no business being this you high up no in the business. Mall of America. I really needed this blazer. There was no other way to get it but to go to Macy's. I don't you think live ever in seen... a shopping cart. Do you need it? <laughs> yeah. The fuck, juice? Yes, the mannequins are that? telling me that I need this. We're definitely still near that. Arcade. Regardless, we need to get you down to the financial level you can afford. So you pop into the elevator, uh, and just as you press the button to go down to the first floor, all of a sudden you hear the snap of the cables above you. The elevator's, it's your debt. Your credit card debt has finally caught up to you. So in the 10 seconds before you hit the bottom floor, tell us what this movie was. A compulsive shopaholic lies to everyone in her life, finds her rock bottom, and still doesn't learn anything. Six seconds. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, and you summed it up pretty well, too. Yeah, I, this movie was a dark movie, and I actually kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, this was the story of an addict failing upwards. Failing, <laughs> failing upwards. Well, speaking of failing upwards, as I'm praying to my deity, giving out this <laughs> last will and testament of this movie I watched, I look Your up last and... last will and testament is recapping this shitty movie? Apparently, it's what I have to do. <laughs> all he has left. I'm about to die. It's all you got left, Casey, because I look up. What the fuck are you doing on the roof of my elevator? <laughs> Okay. First of all, that's how I dry my laundry. What's called wash and wear, you (laughs) ignorant slut. And yeah, you could give me 10 seconds, but I only need a few. 
white people fill up in every way possible. Yeah, that was that was two seconds. Yeah, that's what this whole fucking you could have ended this movie in two seconds. Just print out white people fill up in every way possible. That's all this fucking movie was. It was terrible. It was horrible. I tried to eat through the whole thing. Okay, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to disagree with you. Let you me, can't. Let me tell you the plot of Confessions of a Shopaholic. Please do. All Confess right. to me your sins. <laughs> this is how it went down. Ilsa, the main character, is comically inept with her finances and horrendously in debt. Ironically, she accidentally interviews with Fluke, the romantic interest, and she totally bombs it. She drinks her feelings, she lies, weasels her way into finance reporting, something that she knows absolutely nothing about. After buying a self-help DVD to combat her addiction to shopping, complete with a montage. A because montage. We, right, she has to have that. Montage. She becomes the underdog reporter out to prove that She's not just a fashion crackhead. Mm-mm. Guess what? She's just she's, totally yeah, a fucking yeah. so yeah. crackhead. I'm so itchy. <laughs> I'm so is. itchy. It's bullshit. I'm After, itchy and Chanel. So she writes a, a surprise fashion finance crossover column, and that garners international, literally fucking international fame. We raced in China. can relate to being poor yeah. and wanting better shit. And Redhead. Ilsa, and Ilsa continues <laughs> to lie to cover up her financial ruin and succeeds in... Journalism under a pseudonym about her fucking scarf. Confusing her boss's signals, she learns that he's dating her reporting nemesis, Starcross Lovers Reveal. Were they what? actually dating or was she just trying to fuck him because no, he was, she was basically being thirsty. Anderson Cooper and his mom is Gloria Vanderbilt? Yeah. I, I don't think it really matters because okay. Elsa is crushed and crashes a Shopaholics Anonymous meeting, spiraling the participants back into their addiction and then bumbles her way through a fancy dinner. That was basically me in AA, though. Like, the three times <laughs> I went. No offense. I was getting that shit popping. Well, I mean... Y'all I are know. so depressed. You, you guys are so sign my set. sheet or I can keep talking. I can just take a <laughs> shot here real quick to make this meeting a little bit more exciting. And you know what makes... The, the premise of this fancy dinner that she bumbles through is that it's a fish-out-of-water joke, and you know what makes fish-out-of-water jokes better? Punctuating them with actual fish dishes. That was that was a joke. Yo, a quote I didn't even joke. see that. Was, that. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that why they were making yes. such a big goddamn deal about, about the, the fish? Because she was a fish out of water. Oh, I hate see? it. No, so this me pie. The jokes are better when I have to explain them to you. Yes, of course. Because I did not. Because you took a red pill. Get it? <laughs> okay. Next, we get some dress drama. It precedes Elsa's first TV victory lap. Her house of cards is revealed to be built on lies, and her stalker debt collector throws her under the bus on live TV. But she didn't expose herself to a teenage boy. That's true. To further the embarrassment, Ilsa's caught selling her bridesmaid's dress to her best friend's wedding, causing Christian Ritter to abandon her. She Not- ratchet! She, she didn't sell it. She returned back to her Shopaholics Anonymous, and they made her take it in. To a pawn shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or a secondhand shop. I don't know. I can't tell the difference. Fancy people <laughs> problems. Hey, I'm drinking fucking scotch. I cannot know the difference between that stuff. I don't do that. No one has ever wanted anything I've owned, so I've never had this problem. Fortunately, Ilsa continues to fail up, and John Lithgow, who's fucking amazing, and also the magazine conglomerate CEO, gives Fluke a new magazine while Ilsa turns down her dream fashion reporting job because morals are some shit. I don't know. Returning to Shopaholics Anonymous, Ilsa sells most 
but not all of her clothes, and she auctions off her famous green scarf to cover her debt. She succeeds, but pays her nine grand debt in pennies, filling the debt collector stalker's office, and buys back the bridesmaid's dress just in time to make it to the wedding. Hashtag Patty. She's terrible, really, though. And it's really confusing because for some reason, Jerry Bruckheimer thinks we accept this as her rock bottom. And then she discovers Fluke had two patsies bid for her scarf and bid it up a bunch. And he gives it to her and it's a sloppy kiss. And I die a little bit inside. It was a sloppy kiss. Good call. It was a sloppy kiss. And I die a little bit inside. And after all of that, guys, I just want you to know that I'm getting on a plane and going to Finland. We're, oh, I think oh, yeah. that's a reference about the so movie. Weird inside yeah. joke through this whole movie that uh, was never funny. Apparently, no, uh, apparently, she's finished. We actually get a mention yeah. of her dad. I don't, I, I don't no, think she's totally finished. Alive. I think no, no, I no, think she his is. parents. I think her parents met in Finland while they were both doing a study abroad. No, oh, okay, that might have been. They said. Her dad said, "This reminds me of our youth in Finland." That's yeah, the but it only probably reference we also get to reminds it. him of a hoagie because he's John Goodman, and he smoked a lot of right. hoagies, and, and Ilsa constantly <laughs> and li- then ate them. <laughs> and we see Ilsa constantly lying about Finland, saying that she speaks Finnish. And Nobody that, checks yeah, up on Finland. It started as a bad resume joke, it just like, <laughs> and then they felt the need to keep bringing it up. Like, it's because they took the red pill. Like it's four 2009. More times. You Googled one thing. Fuck off. It You're was, not a professional. It wasn't a good joke the first time. All right. There is plenty to talk about. And you guys have dropped the red pill several times. Seriously. It's a three second rule. Just blow off the dust and take it. <laughs> it's fine. It really is. I promise. Because by hour two, you are being talked to by mannequins. and You have no idea that you even took anything. I don't think that's the red pill you're thinking of. No. No. And I'm not in the habit of turning down <laughs> pills from strangers. <laughs> yeah, like, that's always a good I idea, right? I should be in that <laughs> habit. I have to grow that habit. Sh- yeah. Uh, I think we should change the name of the movie from Confessions of a Shopaholic to Confessions of a Bitch. Because yeah. the main character of this movie was your classic red pill bitch. Tell she, us how you really she's feel. She's a fucking Jenny. She uses her coyness and her sexuality to just keep getting stuff from dudes. She got a job from a dude from answering her phone with her butt in a man's face. She accuses the debt collector of being, of being a stalker. A stalker. She's a, she's like falsely accusing she, this guy of almost being a rapist. Like she's. He's raping her personal space. What's next? No, no, no. Ilsa Fisher. He's not. You owe him money. He was breaking a lot of debt collection laws. You can't do that. Listen, while I don't agree he should have been doing any of that, he's paid by commission and he has a fucking family to feed Dave. And you know what he's not doing? Out buying Prada purses at sample sales. Yeah, but okay. he, he risks being able to collect anything. I feel like you're being a real fucking Chad right now and no, I don't want to hear it. Listen, Chad, we need to be clear. You shouldn't be able to vote. Because <laughs> you I should not be it. able to vote, Chad. Listen, Ilsa specifically lies to cover up the fact that she's in debt accusing him of being a stalking ex-boyfriend multiple times harassing her multiple times what was the other there was another one she lied about her aunt dying like three times in a 
uh, and getting she had malaria. malaria. She See, died in a skydiving accident. Yeah, sky she had heart diving failure. Just sorry, fall out of the sky. All I'm saying is, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone somewhere is using this movie as justification for why all women are bitches. This is why I can't get a girlfriend because they're all in the chads. Yeah, British chads. In any other movie, Ilsa is the villain. Yeah, we have been talking about pills quite a bit, but nothing's more important than going on a shopping trip while you're on acid because that's what Confessions of a Fucking Shopaholic did Mm -hmm. in this film. Mannequins. Mannequins touching you, strangling you with scarves (laughs) lightly, winking, smiling, touching you. Dangling curses in front of you. you? Why are they touching you? Can it lightly wrap a scarf around my throat while I do some research? (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's called auto-asphyxia. Is it auto? I'm getting someone else to help. It's called it's mannequin, mannequin asphyxiation. Man- no, you are tripping and you are moving the mannequin's arms yeah, into the position true. to hold it. You like- think they're choking you, but you're choking them in real life. <laughs> I'm not really sure where this is at. I Manslaughter was- of a mannequin. Confessions <laughs> of a manslaughtering, mansplaining mannequin. <laughs> I don't that, know. That might be, I don't know. That would definitely be a better movie than what we just watched. I yeah. would watch that movie over this movie any day. I was most disturbed when she overcame her shopping addiction at the end and all the mannequins applauded for her. And then one of them winked at her, but it doesn't have an eye, so it's just winking the whole socket. And it made a noise. Was there a noise? Yeah, they had the winking. Ding. Oh, God. No, it the was bell. this. No. Oh. It, was fucking, it was wet. That's gross. It was Why is it gross. wet? I don't know. How did it get wet? I have so many questions. Yeah, all the mannequins Wizardry. in this world are apparently alive. Sentient. No, they're not aware alive. Aware of your debt. They they're can not smell alive. your weakness. They're we alive just, in Ilsa's mind. They're alive in her mind. They're alive with acid. I'm just picturing it as Elsa now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, The... Horrible placement of product or fake product in this film was fantastic, but I feel like there's an elephant in the room we've all been avoiding. I've lost how many? Recently. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how many years old were you when you saw a purse gasm? Uh, I I feel like it are, was you a purse boner. are you today years old? I today years old? Yeah, today years old. But yep. I feel like it was a purse boner. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I def- argue purse boner. I definitely saw a purse gasm. Okay. Yeah. I've right. seen both. It seemed let, like more of a release than an erection. Let, let, me, let me describe what I saw. Uh, then like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, here's what I saw, right? I saw Ilsa standing at the counter, purse on it. Yes. Her enemy reporter steps up, looking that gorgeous. Shit. We get a shot from the heels. That bat looks so good. Then it moves up. We see that she's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. a great her- and then as she's walking by, Ilsa struck her purse in the background. The latch comes out and the flap to the latch, I don't know what the fuck to call it, snaps forward. And it's a boner as she walked by. The purse got a boner. No, the purse totally got off. Yeah. I don't think, I didn't yeah, the, see that. The, because the purse was snapping open. It's yeah, You need it's, to think about it more I'm from releasing. the concept of a purse. I have a release. It's... <laughs> It's opening to yes. a I'm having a release I mean, the purse, right now. It's it, not a squirter, I'll tell you that then. <laughs> no. I mean, not everything's a porn. It should be. She did have a lot of expensive stuff. Do you know how she got that? 
Credit cards. Mm, this girl close. loves credit cards. She did love credit cards, but you know what you need to do, Dave? Take Suck the red pill? You need to follow the money. God damn it. Whoa. And you got to follow Wait the money. Wait a minute. You know where the money is? Hey, leads? can I get my wellies on before cards. I get oh, down yes. the fucking rabbit hole? Ah, yeah, but who f- owns the credit card companies, Dave? J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan. And who does <laughs> J.P. Morgan work for? George Bush. No, not I, George Bush. Obama. Some, <laughs> the World Bank. The, and who does the who runs who owns the World Bank? Obama. Exactly. Oh Obama. My God. See? Oh my God. See? Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. All fronted by the Clinton Follow the Foundation. money, Dave. <gasps> I did not hear one mention of an email in this movie. Is it up to date? <laughs> they did no. have they did have a mention of a mail when we got the scene of her trying to James Bond a fucking letter that she wrote drunkenly to the to fluke. Oh yeah. She Not wrote, to self. I, write more drunk letters. She wrote fluke a letter that was supposed to say, here's 20 bucks to buy yourself some decent clothes, but then she accidentally sent it to the editor of the high fashion magazine. No, she, she sent letters for. out to everyone. Ooh, was yeah, that... but no, she mixed up who the letters yeah, were supposed no. to be sent to. No, no, they were all fuck you letters, but was that a confession of a shopaholic? <gasps> Confess oh. my sins, oh. daddy. Well, that's why they called it that. Was it? Sky daddy. Was it? Or maybe it was when she was at Shopaholics Anonymous. Is that a real thing? Do they have classes for that? I don't fucking know. I mean, they have gamblers anonymous. Probably in this fucking economy. And like people go around and like it's been six months since I last used my credit card. Honestly, I do have to agree. I would say yes. Six months and 15 days. Yes, they they definitely do because one of the things that this movie taught me is that shopaholism is a disease. Since I went to Tarjay. I just watched you lose the battle with keeping that in. (laughs) I I tried so hard. (laughs) What this showed me is that shopaholism, shopaholicism, is actually a disease. And they tried to make a romantic comedy out of it. And unfortunately, they did make a romantic comedy out of it, but it was not funny. This was not romantic or funny. So no, they didn't. Addictions aren't funny oh yeah like okay so let's make a romantic comedy about me being an alcoholic quirks are funny addictions aren't funny because when you take the time to think about it it's actually super fucking sad okay but counterpoint you enjoy animal house right i've never seen that movie it's fantastic because that's pretty much proof that addictions are funny so long as it's not about the addictions confessions of a shopaholic has one of the most hands-down, second-hand soundtracks I've ever heard oh, in a God. movie in my life. Were these real songs? Because these all sounded like parodies of pop music from 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. It had a couple pieces of glitter in the turd. There was a little a Natasha. pieces of glitter in the turd. No, there was nothing good about the music in this movie. There was Natasha Bedingfield, Trey songs. There I hate was, you. Um, okay, but like, what, wait, who else? The Pussycat name? Dolls was in this, but I legitimately thought it was someone making fun of the <laughs> Pussycat Dolls. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they were. That's how bad I'm, this whole movie soundtrack I mean, is. Lady Gaga's on this somewhere. But I don't it sounded know like someone making fun of Lady yeah, Gaga. No, no, it sounded like a duty-free version of Lady Gaga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like... Uh, the biggest problem is that they use them for like these weird transitions from, you know, yes. a scene. Uh, it's almost like a half montage to introduce a character or to bring about the next part. 
But they were just. And now we're at the next part. The Baccarat face. Yeah. We're, we're at the part where we actually meet uh, f- Flake? Flack. Because they realized. Fluke. Fluke. Because they realized just how clunky and shitty this movie's plot was. It was just, fuck it. Paste it over with some, <laughs> some music Lady Gaga in. tracks. Here's some montage today. for a, a time of day we did not get good audio. You know, just get some None reaction shots. This actually shots. needs words. It is just reaction shots and clothes and colors. Yeah, we did start this movie off with just her talking about with narration. Woman mouth. Yeah. You know what I didn't like about all the narration? All the narration? The sex didn't sell because I can't see everyone's tight little asses. And that's what all this movie was about. It Women, was. you can get anything. You can fill up as hard as you can. You can fill right up to the clouds as long as you're hot, tight, and wag your tail around. That is exactly all she Very felt. a 1960s flight attendant movie. Ilsa just fails constantly and... Oh, excuse me. ...is successful for it. Come in a size, including, including plagiarizing... What what plagiarizing finance for dummies? No, she attempted to. Luckily, her dumbass boss had enough intelligence to be able to catch it and say, "This looks like you fucking plagiarized okay, it." Okay, here's a question though. Boss if, man. If Luke, okay, no, here's a serious question. If Luke is actually this really smart finance guy, he's not. Why he's not. is he familiar with? Okay, so that's why he's familiar with finance for dumbass. He's yeah. Gloria Van. This is basically yeah. okay. the story of Anderson Cooper. So you remember the 20s. scene? You remember the scene where he is talking to what's his name, the big boss guy who ha- owns the entire company, John, John Lithgow. Lithgow. Hey, you, yeah, he's you fucking remember fantastic. The, he was the best part of this movie. You remember the scene where he's talking to John Lithgow, and he says directly to John. You paid me to make a product better, not to make the product. Doesn't really make sense. No, not to make a product. I was not listening by that point. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening. It wasn't Did that. Did not care. But also, no. it wasn't anything better. So yeah. why don't we just go with that? So yeah, I'll I'll say that's what he said. Okay. We, we found out that. his whole character line when we found out that his mother was a wealthy socialite in the New York scene. His oh, mother is Gloria Vanderbilt. It's Gloria Vanderbilt. It's not literally. It is literally at the beginning. It said this is the real documentation (laughs) of Anderson Cooper's life. Hashtag fight me. He's (laughs) (laughs) He's no more qualified than Ilsa. We we get to hear the article that he's so excited about. And it sounds like Billy Madison's speech. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever lose your your innocence, kid. Ever. Which is even greater. <laughs> no touching. Stay young forever. No touches. <laughs> Which is even greater when you take into context that this article that she wrote went viral. It went How? international. Listen, international. Listen, is so bad. Listen, can we talk? No. Just for a minute. Can we? No. Can we? Everybody sit down. Credit cards Wait. are like pit vipers. I am sitting <laughs> They are great if you have enough crystals and bravery in your heart. They can be friends. Listen, you guys. Ilsa Fisher lives in New York City in 2008. Nine? Nine. 2009. The economy still sucks fucking dick. Everything's expensive. She's addicted to shopping. She is a writer, a freelance writer for a magazine that's going under. 
there is no fucking way she's making more money than me. <laughs> there is no way. I like that that's what you're concerned about. So how is she affording it? That's the question, right? Credit cards. Sex sells. Sex sells. That's the only way she can fucking afford. There's is, no is this fucking way. Plot? This is this is the hill I'm gonna die in. This is the fucking friend's apartment. She's Rachel. She's worthless. She has to be selling her butthole on the weekend. See, Wait, I is mean, this why you and Corey were discussing the cost of blowjobs earlier? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because we found out that she was. Do you know how many ten dollar was... rock blowjobs she would have to give? Well, that's twelve for the green scarf that like knights this whole film's plot, aka non-plot yeah she was uh sixteen thousand dollars in debt and, no 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 uh, she was only nine thousand she was nine grand nine thousand that was to that had, guy that was to that guy it was oh, 16 all that total can we like when i talk mad shit about someone i try to end on a high note let's talk about something we liked let's talk about kristen ritter's boyfriend in this film you only we, see him like four times total. You know, can we actually stop and talk about Kristen Ritter a little bit too? Because I don't think she got enough of the show light here tonight. And because she ruined it? She No, well, she it did, wasn't good. She did kind of ruin her name a little bit. But despite that, it really is a tribute to how deplorable this movie was that she, despite being... You pooped on Kristen Ritter, guys. Yeah. That's Jerry. Rude. That's rude. Yeah, I really like her normally, but You're even so her, deep. she couldn't pull this through. It's it's like I love corn, but when I shit out a piece of corn, I no longer like that piece okay. of corn. Okay, well, wait. I wait, thought wait, wait. you meant the band. Are you and reading I was Jonathan like, Davis? Jo- I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> I love corn, but Jonathan Davis as a solo artist is just <laughs> I th- I thought he was okay. gonna say, I love corn, but every time I shit out a piece of Jonathan Davis, it's just uncomfortable and messy. I look at it and I, I see ate- one of his feet there. years ago, but it's just coming out very, very slowly. It's the extra right. straps on the pants. <laughs> but really, he's still trying to make that work. And- oh, damn. It was 60% nylon. Well, I'll just it leave was. it there. All right. Oh, um, um, let's, it let's, <laughs> can, can I take that back? I love corn on the cob. <laughs> and I also love corn on the band. I do. But I Kristen like Ritter corn. in this film was not good. So let me get back to my main point, which was Kristen Ritter's boyfriend was a gem in this film because he played to how the audience felt. Every time they're like, let's have a girl's moment and drink tequila shots while I open all your bills you've been ignoring. A half gallon of tequila. A half gallon of tequila. I mean, but they did it a shot at a time, which is what we did when we were in Korea with all the fucking, what's that called? The liquor there? Soju. Oh, so goddamn much soju. You just like do a little very fucking. (laughs) Yeah, but the boyfriend only had like four lines because if they'd given him any more than that, we'd have found a reason to hate him. Yeah. That's very true. But like, Ilsa Fisher bursts into Kristen Ritter's bedroom in the middle of the night. He's like, hey, I non-plagiarized this article talking about my crippling shopping den. She's like, yas, queen, yas, yas, yas. And the boyfriend all of a sudden peers out of the bed. She's like, cool, get the fuck out. TLDR, get the fuck out. I'm trying to get laid. I'm trying to get laid. I've been knocking on her fucking brown hole for three minutes. And she's been like doing that like undulation thing. And then she leaves. Okay. And then they presumably have sex, I hope. I hope so. 
Someone there needs was, to fuck in this fucking movie. Right, no, there was no sex in this movie. There was hardly any romantic tension for it being a romantic comedy. Well, because women are so fucking helpless. Because all you they want to do... You can't have a boner when you're saving someone. No, I right. hated both of the main characters, and I don't want either of them to get laid. Ever. Well, I don't want them like, to be happy. The real world characters, I hope, or real world actors, I hope they get laid, but the characters in this movie, I hope they die alone. <laughs> Well, tell us how you really feel, Dave. Yeah, Dave, actually. That was pretty much it. Okay. Dave, Dave, really, tell me how you feel. Would you watch this movie again? God, no. I Look, I'm not one for romantic comedies to begin with, and this is just the best possible example of why that is. <laughs> it's not funny. It has no real redeeming qualities, and the few good actors and actresses it has, it just utterly wastes on completely forgettable lines. So I would absolutely never watch this again. And if there's a sequel and any one of you brings that, I will punch you in the face. Uh, Casey, how about you? Would you watch this again? Confessions of a Shopaholic, mm-hmm. 2009. Mm-hmm. Yes. Would you watch Confessions of a Shopaholic, 2009? <gasps> it's hard to say. You have Jerry. Really? It's, you have Jerry Bruckheimer, who just came out hot on all of the. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You have past Jessica Jones. You have the lady from Airplane who plays a Batsy fucking secretary to the British, a.k.a. Mm. hot guy. He's not hot. His hair's long. He's disgusting, actually, and he looks like a future hobo. Um, You have ADD racism in an interview. Ilsa Fisher is fucking helpless this whole movie. I don't know how she's made it alone on her own in New York. It's very unbelievable. And basically, this was how to seduce your boss in three days. So, yes, I would not watch this ever again. It was fucking terrible. Juice is the worst. I fucking hate him. And I kind of want to just tap him in the balls. Jay, would you watch this again? Wow, that 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 was aggressive. Yeah, I just like, Real hey, we're going on a mountain drive. <gasps> Off the mountain, man! I feel like you guys are discounting the fact that John Sally is in this movie and he is addicted to buying really expensive watches yes. and also slaps a woman's hand away from trying to buy something for $35 at the auction at the end and says, I'll give you $30 to get away from my table. <laughs> oh, yeah, is, that was like the one decent joke in this movie. That's why Confessions of a Shopaholic is a movie that I won't watch again because those are the only fucking parts that are worth watching and I'm not watching two fucking hours of that just for those two. Can he afford to not? Okay, here's what we have to know, though. Juice, you brought this. You piece of you shit. You did this. You Would you shit. watch this again? Yeah, you piece of shit. You know, I am usually one for dark movies. I really like, a, a you know, a very dark satirical comedy. But unfortunately, they made a comedy about something that then made it dark. This was terrible. Uh, I feel bad for anybody who actually has this disease. If it's a real thing, I just think it's completely bullshit. But... Uh, no. Dr. Juice on the mic. On the mic. Well, next week, I have a surprise for you guys. I'm going to bring to you a 2015 Spanish film about three women who get into fashion to make a quick buck. Arriba! I don't don't think that's... I don't know that that's a thing. Not at all the soundbite you would use for that. (laughs) Okay, so these three women get into fashion... And it's called Paranoid Girls, and it sold a whopping $78. I hope you're wearing 1% Lycra Blue St. Laurent gloves. I'll do what I can. Put it on my butt. It's been a long night. 
juice thanks to Confessions of a Shopaholic. Oh, so let's turn out the lights and let's go home. I fucking live here.